ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. Our phone lines this hour are open at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Seltzer, it is made pure. Our text line is open as well at 304-523-2275. Welcome in to the Monday, December 13th edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. On Mondays, we're always at the Union Pub and Grill. The Monday special, $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots, and of course, it's the best place to watch Monday Night Football or any sporting event. It's always the Union Pub and Grill. That's the answer to all your questions, the Union Pub and Grill. we got a lot to get into today. We've got a little football to talk to you about. We've got basketball as well, both men's and women's. We've got to figure out what's going to happen with the search committee looking for an athletic director, but we must start with what has happened Over the last few days, the tornado victims in western Kentucky, our hearts go out to them, and there are a lot of efforts that are starting to come to fruition to to really help those people. And one that I found out about earlier and I'm happy to tell you about is the YMCA of Huntington is now accepting donations of cash and relief items to help the tornado victims in western Kentucky. Now, the donations are going to be sent directly to the YMCA in Mayfield, Graves County, Kentucky. Fortunately, Mayfield YMCA's building, not damaged. So it's right now a coordination center for the relief volunteers and the relief supply distribution. So donations of cash and relief items accepted at the YMCA May building, 935 10th Avenue here in Huntington. That'll take place through Sunday, December 19th. Checks should be made payable to YMCA of Huntington Tornado Relief. You can also use your debit or credit card to make a donation. Here's what they're looking for. If you can help, donation items needed include baby care items, personal hygiene items, cleaning supplies, paper goods, over-the-counter pain relief medicine, first aid supplies, prepackaged food, and, of course, water. Bottled water, always a necessity. So that item list again, baby care items, personal hygiene items, cleaning supplies, paper goods, over-the-counter pain relief medicine, first aid supplies, prepackaged food, and water. So if you can help out with any of those items, you can direct that relief to the YMCA of Huntington. And as we find out more things that are happening that we can help out with we'll definitely pass it along to you and of course we're going to be um we're going to be pretty busy over for the next few days i'm sure finding out about some of the relief efforts and i'm definitely looking forward to sharing that with you because again our hearts go out to everyone impacted you know this is conference usa country this is going to be sunbelt country here these are these are people that we know these are in some way these are friends and family in some way in some regard it's always tragic, but you, know, you want to help out people where you can, and especially people that you, you don't even need that reason, but you want to help out friends and family. So we want to help out. We want to make sure that everyone that we can help gets help. And our hearts, again, go out to everyone impacted by the tornado, especially in the western Kentucky area. You know, there's a lot of good friends of ours that, um, you know, we check in on, make sure they're okay. So uh, that's where we're at with that. Now, 
there are things we're going to have to get into today because of the fact that we have questions. Marshall University making it known today. The national search has begun for an athletic director. Car Sports Consultation going to be assisting. So Car Sports Consulting will be on this panel, this committee. So it's going to have nine people. And these nine people are charged with advancing a slate of finalists for considerations. So it's not as if this is going to be the committee to say, okay, this is the guy, this is the this is the person, this is the athletic director. But here are our choices. And here are the people who have been tasked with that. Now, you're going to have, from the athletic side, Tony Kemper, Marshall women's basketball head coach. I thought that was an inspired choice. You don't want to have the football coach or the men's basketball coach on this committee uh, because if you have one, you should have the other, right? Because let's be honest, and I'm going to be quite candid with you here. There are some divisions between some of the fans when it comes to football and basketball. Let's just be honest with each other for a moment for this for this moment here. Let's just let's just be honest. It's um, it's not everyone, but there are some divides here. If fan bases are are the same but different. So it's a different crowd. For football, it's a different crowd. For basketball, now the coaches are not exactly involved in the fan politicking here. But I thought if you're going to have someone on this committee from the athletic department, a person like Tony Kemper is perfect. It makes sense. He knows what the program needs. He He's in the thick of it every day. You know, he can speak to basketball. He can, I think, give you an overall picture of the athletic department. So I like that choice. And if you're kind of concerned about, okay, well, where's football representation here? Well, you're, you're going to have it because Bob Pruitt is on this search committee. So you have Tony Kemper. You have Bob Pruitt. So right there, you got football and basketball covered. You also have Andre Motley, former student athlete. You have Chris Miller, the chair of the Board of Governors Athletic Committee, so he has to be there. Jenny Painter, Senior Vice President for Communications and Marketing, chairing the committee. You also have Ryan Crisp, Associate Director of Athletic Development and the Big Green Scholarship Foundation. Verna Gibson, former chair of the university's Board of Governors. You have Tracy Cristofero, Professor of Marketing, MIS, and, and on ter- yeah, he's the chair of the Faculty Senate. Um because I just got this list not that long ago, so my first reaction when I was looking at it is, oh, okay, Tony's on this. Good. Bob's on this. Okay, so there's some football and basketball representation, but I think Tony does a fantastic job of representing the entire university. I don't know how much he can talk about it. Uh, We're going to definitely see what he can say about it tomorrow. I'm going to be part of his uh, presser tomorrow in the afternoon just to see what you know, he can talk about, of course, um, he had a tough Sunday. We're going to hear about that a little bit later on, the Thundering Herd going on the road and unfortunately not prevailing. It was a tough loss against St. Bonaventure, 50-47. to 47. So we're going to hear from Coach a little bit later on. Also, we're going to hear from Coach Huff, a couple of football players, the Thundering Herd getting ready for the bowl trip this week. So we got a lot to get into here about this. But you know, my first question to you is, and I'm going to open up the text line for you. And again, the text line is 304-523-2275. That's 
888-382-2275. And yeah, my first question to you is, what are you looking for in an athletic director? And do you think Jeff O'Malley has done a good job? And I think the answer should be yes. I don't want to I don't want to taint your answer, but I'm just going to tell you right now, if I'm asking that question and answering it, I'm saying yes, Jeff O'Malley's done a great job and he should be in line for consideration. He should get fair consideration. I wouldn't even hesitate to say, look, Jeff O'Malley's name, if he wants the job, should be on the list of candidates. Not, okay, do you think he should be forwarded? No, he should be whatever list you forward, Jeff O'Malley should be on that list. He has served the university well and in several capacities over the years. I think he deserves a fair shot at this. So I hope he does. I think he'll get a fair shot. To be honest with you, I think he'll get a fair shot in this because just the resume, the body of work, he's done a fantastic job. Marshall, under his interim leadership, along with President Gilbert, getting into the Sun Belt Conference. I mean, this could have been a situation where Marshall just completely botched this, and you're stuck in Conference USA. Instead, you're not stuck in Conference USA. You make a better move, I think. So Jeff O'Malley, I hope, gets consideration. But I think the committee will do a fair job. I hope so, anyway. I really believe that you have a nice mix of people. Oh, and oh, I'm sorry, I overlooked Karen McComas. She's on this committee as well. I I don't want to overlook her. You know, the executive director of the University Center for Teaching and Learning, and of course your NCAA faculty athlete, athletics representative. Yeah, hated. Yeah, no slight there. I didn't want to overlook her. So Karen McComas is on this list as well. So just to give you the outline, here are a diverse group of people. I think we'll make a good decision. So my question to you is, what are you looking for in an athletic director? What would you like to see as far as qualifications? What kind of resume are you looking for when applicants apply for this job? So the text line is 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. So we'll talk about that with you. When we continue, however, we're going to talk men's basketball Marshall in action over the weekend. We're going to talk women's basketball with you as well as the Thundering Herd doing well against EKU. The women, unfortunately, take a tough one against St. Bonaventure. So we're going to talk about all of that, talk football with you later on, get your comments with the text, your phone calls as well. We're here today at the Union Pub and Grill. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We'll do all that when we continue on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Our phone line this hour, 877-420-TALK. The phone line, once again, 877-420-8255. Brought to you by White Claw, White Claw Heart Center. It is made pure. Our text line as well. 304-523-2275. You can text, you can phone, you can hit Twitter as well. That is a great option for you. So you can join me on Twitter at Paul Swan. Don't be shy. Anything you have to say. Uh, with most texts, we have not had to censor anything. So I appreciate all of that from you. The committee has been selected to try to find a new athletic director. I want to know what you think should be a good qualification. 
Uh, one texter wrote, I like Jeff O'Malley. think he deserves serious consideration. I agree with that. I think Jeff is smart. He's a good people person. He definitely should deserve some consideration. But at the same time, he's got to go out there and lobby for the job and prove why he should be the full-time athletic director. I don't think he's asking for any special favoritism. I just think as a courtesy to his already body of work, he should really get serious consideration. He should be part of that list. But you know, what are you looking for in an athletic director? What are you trying to see happen with the Marshall Athletic Department? Do you need someone who is strictly a fundraiser? Do you need someone who can build facilities? Are you needing someone who can maybe navigate contracts, television deals? Of course, a lot of that's coming through the conference. But do you need someone who has those types of skills that can maybe help grow the university after all coach Huff's going to talk about this a little bit later on the gap is widening he said and I don't think he was calling anyone out but he basically the way it sounded hey look if you're not showing up to the games you know we're going to look bad on tv we're going to look bad when we get into the Sun Belt. I've got his comments we'll hear those throughout the week but we're going to focus on I think really a good performance by Marshall basketball the thundering herd going down to EKU. After all, you know, Dan talks about EKU, and uh, he talks about Eastern Kentucky sort of being a part of West Virginia. I, I don't know. Some might disagree there. But Dan gets the win over EKU, 80-69. to Marshall versus EKU had a lot of herd connections, including A.W. Hamilton, Iron Bennett. We didn't get to see Iron, unfortunately. We did get to see Jansen Williams. And Dan talked about the win and the connections to Marshall. Well, it was a good win. Obviously, you have uh, a lot of connections between uh, uh, the two schools. And A-Dub was a really good player at Marshall. Played for a guy from Mullins named uh, Greg White. and uh, That's my home turf. And, of course, Jansen, a four-year starter. Unfortunately, uh, didn't get to see uh, Iron. I would love to have seen him. I love the kid. He's a superhuman being. Um, uh, so it's, it's like, uh, you know, it's, I guess it's like Mike and I. You know, I, I rooted for Mike hard. We played together. We played hard together. But when we went at each other, I was bound to determined I was going to win. I wasn't going to let him. So, you know, it's a little bit like that. I think these kids, both sides, were determined to try to win the ball game. Uh, fortunately for us, we had enough shots to come out on top. That's the thing. I think Marshall had enough talent to win this game. EKU is a solid ball club. Marshall, however, if you're going to find a team that knows how to stop Jansen Williams, it would be Marshall. I mean, after all, he spent a majority of his career at Marshall. So if any team's got an advantage, this is the one time where the scout was pretty solid before going into the game on Jansen Williams. Now, I thought in the second half, Marshall did a lot better. Shots were better. I think the pace was a little bit better. Dan talked about what the team did in that second half to maybe be a little bit better. Well, not really. We were switching up. I think we got better at it. Uh, it took a while because that's a different we, – we played differently defensively than normal. We were switching everything, and everybody had to be switched up. And they come real close together, and then they'll separate on you. And you, sometimes you get confused whether I'm staying 
or whether we're switching. I think we got a little bit better as the time went on. Plus, I think the first half they were shot 17, I believe, and made three. That makes you start thinking a little bit. So I think they started thinking a little bit that they needed to get to the rim, get a little better, better shot. And, of course, you got Obina back there. And we got some length. So it's, it's hard to finish when we have that size back there. Same question to Andy Taylor. I asked him, what did the team do different in that second half to maybe take a little bit more charge? And it seemed like Marshall played better, felt like that was their better half. So Andy talked to me about that, what the team was just doing different in that second half. Uh, I feel like just the big, biggest thing was we up top, we were kind of, we were going, I mean, we were trying to beat it, you know, but we had the backside, we had to get the spacing correct and just get dudes to come up when needed and just find empty empty holes in the press. And, you know, obviously Darius and Mike and those dudes just do that really well. Obina is good at sitting in that spot by, right behind the basket and just waiting his turn. And it just, you know, when you got dudes like Tay and Dave and me, I feel like we can run things. Now, one more comment from Dan D'Antoni on this game. He was asked a question about being able to adjust. A.W. Hamilton, you know about him, right? former Marshall player, so you have a familiarity with what he does. And Dan talked about the fact that A.W. is very similar to what Dan does and not necessarily what plays that are drawn up call. It's just Dan set in a style. He believes in the way he coaches. He believes in a set style. A.W. Hamilton is going to push his style. He believes in a set way of, of doing things. So, Dan talked a little bit about how A.W. is just similar in approach to himself. Well, A.W. is a lot like me. He comes with his style, and he's not tricking you. You know, it's almost like the Green Bay Packers. Student body is before your time. Student body right, student body left. Everybody knew you are going to run it, and nobody could stop it. And uh, that's kind of the way he plays. He concentrates on his style, and he tries to perfect it. And that's what I do. I concentrate on our style, and I try to perfect it. For this game, we did make one adjustment, and that is because he takes so many threes. We didn't want uh, any rolls, uh, uh, any pick and rolls that uh, they came down on our big, and our big was back, and they got a three off. So we were told them all week, you got to get up on the picks, and you got to switch up. Don't switch. Don't switch and have a gap between the pick and the ball. You got to switch up. So when he comes off, you got to move up into his shooting space. And I think we got better. We, you know, started out that way but we got better as it went on. The first minute or two, boy, there, we didn't judge your speed because you can't manufacture that in the practice. And uh, it took us four or five trips to start getting the speed that we had to do it in. And then I thought we got pretty decent. Had a few more breakdowns, but by and large, we did a pretty good job. Dan D'Antoni, pretty good job. You get the victory 80-69 to 69 over EKU. Andy Taylor had some fun in this game when I was talking to him about how fun that was to play in. He talked about some of the guys on the court he's played with before, played against. He knows some of those guys. And he told me, I was hoping never to see those guys again, but at the same time he was glad to see the Kentucky representation out there. Also the fact that the Herd got the victory and he got the win over some of those guys. Uh, I actually played against probably five or six of the dudes in high school. Um, Cooper Robb and Mike Moreno, they were on the team that beat me out of state my senior year. So I was hoping I wouldn't have to see those dudes again. But it just felt like Kentucky All-Stars. That's what I told them. I was like, you know, this is crazy. Like, it just felt amazing to be back over here and just – being able to compete with those dudes, you know, respect to them. They're still hooping at a high level. So it's just good to see Kentucky dudes making it out. 
We do love the Kentucky guys on our team, right? Definitely Andrew Taylor having some fun. Now, good news, Marshall men's basketball junior guard Kavion Kenzie. I know I'm sounding so formal here. Name Conference USA Player of the Week. It's his fourth career Conference USA Weekly Award and his first of the 21-22 season. He averaged 21 points, 7.5 rebounds, and 6 assists per game in a pair of wins for the Herd this week. Of course, against Bluefield going back, he had 21 points. He had eight rebounds, also seven assists. He went nine for 13 from the field in the game on Wednesday. And then on Saturday, he scored another 21 points, had seven boards and five assists. Marshall getting the first road win of the season. Kenzie so far has had at least 20 points through nine of Marshall's 10 games. So at least 20 points through Almost every game. And he leads Conference USA in scoring right now at 21.2 a contest, tied for 10th in most Division I basketball. So 10th most in Division I basketball for him. Marshall back in action Wednesday night in Athens, taking on the Ohio Bobcats. Tip-off set for 7 o'clock. When we continue, Marshall's women didn't do so well on the road. We'll talk about that later on. We're going to talk a little football with you because the Thundering Herd Getting set for a bowl game. We'll do all that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We go back to the text line at 304-523-2275. Texter writes, that was Mike Hambrick's. Yes, that's how he spelled it. Hambrick's downfall. Not a good people person. And I spell his name right. Hambrick's a brick and mortar man, a builder, did some very good things for Marshall. I think Mike did a lot of good things for Marshall. You're right. He did build some facilities. You got to build facilities. That's always got to be part of what an athletic director does. Building facilities, you need to keep up. And it's very difficult with the money that comes into Marshall to keep up. You've got to go out and constantly fundraise. So that was something that Marshall had to do a lot. Go out there, try to raise money. It's not as if Marshall's selling out right now, so you're not getting ticket revenue there. If Marshall was generating more revenue in different avenues, selling out ball games, you would have more cash. You would have more money coming into the athletic department. If you had more people signing up to be big green members, you'd have more money available to the program. So you have lots of avenues here. And, of course, ticket sales are a big part of this. If not, you're just not going to be able to have the budget to compete You want to be a self-sustaining athletic department. You want to be able to generate revenue so you can do everything you want and need. Well, a lot of that is ticket sales, and a lot of that is membership to, of course, organizations like the Big Green. That's where you generate your revenue. But you need, I think, someone who can manage all of that, manage the landscape of the NCAA, manage the landscape of athletics, build facilities. I think facilities are always important. You need someone who can be able to do this. You need someone who can be in touch with the fan base, someone who can fundraise and honestly be personable. Be someone to, I guess, be someone that I would want to hand a a check to and say, here you go. I think you're doing a great job. I believe what you're doing. I want to be a part of this here. So you need all of that. And I'm not saying Mike Hamrick didn't do the job. It's just we're looking for a new athletic director. So what do you want to see in an athletic department and an athletic director? Text line is 304-523-2275. 304-523-2275. 
Marshall women's basketball in action on the road yesterday, falling at St. Bonaventure 50-47. to Sophomore guard Savannah Wheeler had 18. Marshall, unfortunately, could not get the job done. Marshall led in this game and then gave up several runs. It was not a fun game. Tony Kemford was not feeling good about the win by St. Bonaventure yesterday. I mean, you can take a loss, but just the way Marshall lost, it was not a good feeling talking to Coach yesterday. He talked about that. He also talked about the play of Azine Johnson, how she really came alive. She was not performing for St. Bonaventure yesterday in that first half. Second half, she came alive, really drove the victory for Bonaventure. Coach talked about that and just how she was a factor in this loss for the Thundering Herd. You know, I think if you watch Asian A. Johnson enough like we have, I knew it probably wouldn't go the whole game like it had gone in the first half for um, And she got, she got going and um, really kind of brought them back. And then, um, you know, we got the ball in good spots in the fourth quarter. They got to finish. I mean, that is what it is on some of that stuff. So not quite enough to get it done. And they have to – I thought we fought tonight. Um, I thought Kia Silva's played her tail off. Um, she did a good job guarding Johnson when she was on her. Fought for a lot of rebounds and things like that. So I thought that was a bright spot. They have to get um, – we, not they, we have to get tougher mentally. Uh, try to keep getting better. So when he said that, I asked him a follow-up. And this is in response to my question about how do you get tougher mentally? What do you need to do? And I preface this by asking him or just saying to him, I know your team can compete. They've been in some bigger venues. They've played some really good teams, and they've been competitive. But what do you need to do to do that, get tougher mentally, to take that next step? Honestly, Paul, that's a great question. I got seven hours on the bus ride home to think about it, you know, and um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. They they uh, really struggling at confidence-wise. I mean, you can see it down the stretch of a game and the way they play offense. Um, you know, I, I I don't have a solution for that. I, I, some of that, I, I need to watch film, and sometimes you think you got better shots than you did, and, you know, I, but I thought we got the ball in decent spots down the stretch, and, and we have to be calm enough mentally that, that we knock them in, you know. Tony Kemper had several hours to think about that. We'll find out how he feels tomorrow. We'll talk to him, of course, Thundering Herd getting ready for midweek action. Both men's and women's basketball teams will be in action. The Herd taking on the Bobcats on the men's side. That is coming up on Wednesday. We'll hear from Dan D'Antoni tomorrow as well. When we continue, we're going to hear from Coach Huff. We'll also hear from Alex Millette and Grant Wells. We'll get your phone calls in. You can join us here at the Union Pub and Grill by calling 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Our text line, it is open. 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. I'll take your Twitter replies as well. All that when we continue here from the Union Pub and Grill. I'm your host, Paul Swan. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We're taking your phone calls at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. That being the White Claw phone line, White Claw Heart Seltzer, it is made pure. 
Of course, uh, I had to take half of a Southern Bell. I took the uh, Red Bull part today. But you can get a Southern Bell here as well. The Union Pub and Grill. And, of course, the Monday special, $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. It's every Monday here at the Union Pub and Grill. Our text line is also open, 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. Had a chance to hop on with Coach Huff earlier this afternoon. Also, Alex Millett, Grant Wells, and Coach Huff. I didn't have a chance. This is going to be like a three-and-a-half-minute soundbite. I just want to warn you now, this is just going to be one stream of consciousness here from a coach. And he talks about playing Louisiana, and he's quite blunt. He has outlined to Herd fans, and we're going to hear a lot of this in the next few days, that the gap has widened. You hear him talk about closing the gap. Well, with everything that's coming up for the Thundering Herd, the gap is widened. I'll let Coach Huff explain as he sets the scene for Marshall taking on Louisiana. Uh, we kind of look at this as an opportunity um, to see, you know, what our next steps, whenever that is, into a new conference is going to be. Um, you know, we spoke or I spoke um, in the very first press conference about expectations. Um, and, and, and I, more than anybody, like I said then, I want to win every game. Um, but we got to bridge our expectations with the, with the process. Um, so we talked about it, you know, back in January, almost a year ago. Um, about closing the gap, well, the gap has widened. <laughs> so um, it's a positive um, because as we were closing the gap in Conference USA and making strides um, to continue to build our program through a process, um, I felt we made some big strides. Um, did we win every game? No. Did every play go the way we wanted to go? No. Um, but from a program standpoint, from a culture standpoint, from a recruiting standpoint, um, a development standpoint, we made some strides. Well, the gap has widened, and we're going to find out this weekend how wide that gap is because we're playing a phenomenal opponent that has not only um, done a very good job this year, um, over the last three seasons have been, have been very good. Um, ULL is a really good program. I think Coach Napier, um, even though he's no longer there, I have a lot of respect for. Uh, we both kind of studied under the same master <laughs> um, in different times. Um, but you can see some of the things that um, we both have learned, um, you know, our fingerprints and his fingerprints on, on his program. Um, Coach Desimo, and I, I apologize if I you know, mispronounced that, but I know Coach is going to do a phenomenal job. He's been a part of the program for a very long time. Um, he understands the culture. He understands the expectations. He understands how the inner workings work. Um, so this is going to be a really good weekend for us. Uh, we're going to get an opportunity to – uh, spend some time together as a family one last time um, in a great city. Um, and then we're going to get an opportunity to see where we are and see how wide the gap is and see what work we have to do. Um, it's still going to come down to the same things. You know, it's going to come down to executing. It's going to come down to playing consistent. I think they have uh, probably one of the best out of the schools that we've played, front sevens. Um, very long, very physical, um, built very similar to um, – how we're trying to build our program, you know, with length and strength, um, athleticism. Um, their back end guys are extremely active on defense. Their skill guys are, are long on offense. Um, their quarterback is, is, I would say, probably one of the better players in the country for sure at his position. Um, he's different than, you know, uh, some of the other quarterbacks that you may see that are ranked high, whatever it is, totally different from the last quarterback we played, um, but creates a lot of issues, right? He can run, he can throw. Um, he knows the system. Um, I think they do a very good job um, coaching-wise of 
putting him in very advantageous situations so he can control the offense, make some plays with his feet, get out of the pocket, throw some balls down the field. Um, and then their defense does a good job of, of just forcing you to go to distance of the field. They don't give up very, big, big, very many big plays. Um, they tackle well. They knock back linemen. Um, their front probably is as good as we've, we've played. Um, you know, I say that you know, every week, and then you play some guys, and you kind of get a true gauge. But on film, these guys are good up front. Um, so it's going to be a challenge. Uh, we are not backing down from the challenge, but we understand that we're walking into a situation where um, good is not going to be good enough when better is required, and better is going to be required on Saturday night. Coach Elf says it's a positive that the gap has gotten wider. We'll hear more from him this week. He's talking about facilities. He's talking about fans in the stands. That's going to be a big one here for the next few years. Once you get into the Sun Belt, you're going to see what fan support looks like. You've talked about this for the longest time as fans, right? You know, oh, we don't like these schools that come in because their fans don't travel. Well, guess what? You're going to see some fan bases travel. That's going to be at least my initial impression of this. You're going to see some fan bases that will show up to see their team. And now Marshall fans are good at traveling. A lot of herd fans will make those trips, and that's great. But let's keep an eye on this bowl game. Let's see what the fans in the stands look like in comparison. I know this is going to be a home game for Louisiana. It's a de facto home game. They've got the home turf. But you know, herd fans, if you show up in large numbers, you're going to show out. If you show up in large numbers, period, when it's a home game, you, know, you don't have empty stadiums here. I mean, after all, you look at some of these Sunbelt schools, they have – Great crowds show up. So he talked a little bit about all of this, and we're going to hear that later this week. I do want to hear from Alex Millette, however. Alex has been around since probably before time. He has been – I can't remember a time without Alex Millette. And he has been going through this season. I'm sure this is going to be the last time he does this. This is going to be the last time he does that. Now, this is going to be the last time – that he plays in a bowl game. And I asked him about that. You know, are you savoring this stuff? And he basically told me, yeah, I am, but I'm tired of this question. And he laughed because it's coming to fruition. Here's Alex Millette on savoring that last go-around in a bowl. You know, I'll be honest, man, it kind of sucks that people keep bringing that up because it actually is true. <laughs> but um, it's, I mean, it is It is what it is. Like I said, uh, I think I said like a couple months ago, like, I guess all good things do have to come to an end. I would take another year of eligibility if they give it to me, but um, the NCAA hasn't called and allowed us to have an extra one yet, so it doesn't seem like that one's going to come around. But um, I'm trying to savor every moment I can get with my brothers. I played with a lot of people, a lot of different people, and um, I'm just trying to every, enjoy every moment in the locker room and the, in the meeting rooms, and I'm just trying to make sure that I create lifelong memories. Going to be a different year next year. He's not going to be around. He's pretty much been a mainstay of the program. On to Louisiana itself. I asked Alex, he's really good as far as breaking things down. What does Louisiana do on defense? And he told me. You know, they do a lot of different things on defense. They show a lot of different looks, but um, they, they fly around to the ball really well. Um, they got a lot of speed on defense. Uh, a lot of hard-nosed guys that um, don't put on plays and they, they, always, they do a really good job of getting to the football, making sure everybody's around it. And I think that's, um, you know, that's something to be said. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of people that, uh, that don't have a lot of all 11 guys running the ball, and, they, and Louisiana does a really good job of doing that. So um, that's, that's something to be proud of for them. 
Also had a chance to catch up with Grant Wells earlier today. And same question for him. I want to get his take on what Louisiana does well on defense. This is a good defense. Um, you know, obviously their record speaks for itself. Um, you know, they beat some, some pretty good teams um, here lately and um, obviously in, in, in the part of the season. So, um, you know, it's a good defense. You know, it's built similarly as the Conference USA defense where, um, you know, they have their, their, their star power up front. You know, their, their front seven is, is where they take pride in. Um, and I think that that's the main point of our game plan is to handle those guys up front. That's Grant Wells. We'll hear more from him, Alex Millette, and Coach Up later in the week. We, of course, tomorrow are going to hear from Tony Kemper. We'll get his thoughts on the upcoming week. Also, I'm going to ask Tony about being named on that search committee for a new athletic director. We'll hear from Dan D'Antoni. The Thundering Herd will be on the road taking on Ohio. So it'll be a little border-esque battle between the Thundering Herd and the Bobcats. That's always a fun matchup. Again, Ohio should always be on the schedule. You're looking for actual rivalries. That's one of them you should definitely make sure always stays on the schedule. So we'll hear from Dan tomorrow. And, of course, we are going to talk a little bit more about the New Orleans Bowl. We have got coming up tomorrow on the program the executive director of the New Orleans Bowl, Director Billy Ferrente, I believe is how to pronounce his name. We're going to talk to him tomorrow and find out about the New Orleans Bowl tickets, how Herd fans maybe still on the fence can procure tickets, what's the travel situation going to look like, everything that we can possibly come up with, what Herd fans need to know when they get down to New Orleans, and, of course, if there's any policies they need to adhere to. So we're going to ask him everything we possibly can tomorrow, and that's on the Tuesday edition, of course, as well. We'll hear from Dan D'Antoni. We'll hear from Tony Kemper. We'll get your text in. And we'll get your phone calls in. All of that coming up as we are getting closer to bowl season beginning. And I just want to give you a, a program note. Coming up starting Friday, uh, we're going to go into our bowl mania once again. Uh, for lack of a better word, bowl mania. So we're going to have several weeks of bowl games every day. Most of those are going to be in the mid-afternoon and evening. That means... Yes, I know. This is going to be disappointing for some. For others, probably a relief. We're going to be off the air for a few days, starting here on Friday with our bowl coverage. But I'll be back for, of course, basketball games and the bowl game itself between Marshall and Louisiana. But we're going to have a few days off. Looking forward to it. Opportunity, though, for you to sit back and enjoy uh, bowl season. So if you're in your car these uh, these next few days, you're traveling, you're trying to get things done, or you're going to be stuck in the office for a couple more days, want to keep an eye on some of the games, you can't watch them, we'll have you covered here. So we'll have all the big bowls and, of course, the national championship, the semifinals, going to be right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So I'll remind you of that again coming up here in the next couple of days as we get closer to our bowl schedule. we got all the big games. That's all you need to know about. We got all the big games. All right. Um, I think that's about going to do it. And, of course, don't forget, if you miss any part of the show, you want to go back, you can find the show 
and you can be a follower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, uh, I've had several people uh, tell me they uh, listen to the show. You can go to our website, or you can also listen to the show live on TuneIn. So a uh, special shout-out to a couple of folks who have uh, told me that the, I've actually had two people tell me today that TuneIn is uh, working better for them now. So I don't know if TuneIn was down, but uh, shout-out to those folks who are listening through TuneIn uh, that told me here in the last couple of days that they've been able to tune in again that way. And, of course, uh, I encourage you to listen to the show any way you can. What you want to find, though, is that link on our website that's the best place to start at wrvc.com. Don't forget here at the Union Pub and Grill, you've got the Monday special, $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. That's coming up all day and all night every Monday here at the Union Pub and Grill. All right, we're out of time. We'll be back here at the Union in a couple of weeks. Of course, we've got bowl games galore. But don't forget, uh, we will always be here for you on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Have a great night, everyone. Huntington W231BS Huntington broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.